I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. I'm your annoying host, Cabby Richards. Thank you for the click, the download, and the next hour or so of your life that I can never give back to you. So I appreciate you giving me something. Even though I don't know where you are, I can't see you physically, I can't touch you, I can't hold you, I can't hug you because you're somewhere on planet Earth currently not next to me, I still thank you. Whether you're on a road trip or at the gym or on your way to work, I hope this conversation will make you uh, make the trip less boring and more mindless. I'm good for that. Anything mindless. Via Twitter and Instagram, it's at TheRealCabby. T-H-E-R-E-A-L-C-A-B-B-I-E. And um, over the past few years, my interest in MMA has grown considerably. The first time I saw, actually the first in, yeah, the first time I saw, I was going to say in the only time, but I've seen uh, cards since. The first UFC event that I saw in person was Rampage Jackson versus Forrest Griffin at the MGM in Vegas, and I think it was 2008. Very cool. They treat the media very well. Get to sit like three rows away from the cage. It was pretty awesome. And every time there's a UFC card, you know, since then, uh, I hit up my friend John Henderson to find out more about the actual card or my good friend Dave Beakley out in Winnipeg uh, for the intel on the fighters. Both of my close friends agree that my guest today is a rising star and his profile should be bigger than it is. And time, I'm sure it will be. He joins me on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. My guest today is underrated. He's one of the best fighters in his weight class and in the entire UFC. And the public isn't aware of this as much as it should be. This isn't, this isn't supposed to light a fuse, but only touch on, uh, but only to inform you that my guest, Phil Davis, is a great, great fighter that can punch your face off. Where he isn't underrated is uh, an interview and a personality. He's ranked in the top for good reason. He's always honest, always playful, and as it is said, always wearing pink shorts under his jeans. Uh, and I'm pleased to be welcomed by UFC light heavyweight Phil Davis on the phone. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? That was uh, one of the best introductions I've ever got. You're you're in, you're you're on thin ice right now because you're you're rivaling Bruce Buffer. All right, that's <laughs> pretty solid right there. Well, uh, I'll tell you, I will probably crack through the ice because I weigh 240 pounds and I'm a fat bastard. So uh, Bruce Buffer <laughs> definitely has me on that. Man, that intro was a little rocky. I was like reading off a screen like I wrote this this morning. Man, I it's what? like I, it's like I feel like I'm in the grade six again, reading in front of the class. That was oh, that was pretty goodness. rough. Wasn't that awful? Goodness, I don't. You know, I guess kids have to do it, but I that made me that made my palms sweat, and that was like unbelievable. Wasn't it the worst? Like, even if you had confidence in reading, it's just like you're not gonna like. It's like you're you're trying not to read too loud, and then like remember, remember when the teacher would go around and would just pick people to start reading through the book, and then you're like, oh, if this person picks me, you're like going forward and like reading passages just so you get the words right in your head before you have to say them out loud. Did you do that oh, too? My goodness. I thought I was the only person that did that. Oh man, dude, I was I was just like you sweat hand sweating like the uh the winter storm came and everyone ran like I was just going through it in my head and trying to get it to sound perfect and racing through just messing up the the punctuation and the grammar. Needless to say, I'm I was not a good student, were you? Uh you know, I I was a very weird, very odd student. Like I, I didn't have bad grades. 
Um, but, you know, for, I didn't have great grades either. I mean, all through grade school, uh, you know, I was, I felt like I was always A's and B's. Dude, A's and B's is a, that's a solid student. You can't like, that's a, that's a, that's a really good student. A's and B's? I thought you were going to say like, yeah, C minus, D plus, like that's, yeah. that's kind of my range. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things where I was really smart, but I didn't really apply myself. So, I mean, A's and B's is just, it was weird. It was very weird. I was, I was awesome at like French and Spanish and uh, English. I wasn't. I mean, I literally would get A's in like French and in Spanish and then like B's, sometimes C's in, in English. And it's like, what, what is going on here? Yeah, like I speak English. How, come I, how am I getting a, a C in English? Yeah, don't get me wrong. Hey, don't get me wrong. I, I, I have no idea what it is, but that was my deal. You didn't Phil. have to read out loud as much in French. <laughs> Dude, you guys learned French? Like, you, you're from, uh, you're from outside of, uh, of uh, you're from Pennsylvania, but you're, you grew up closer to Pittsburgh than Philadelphia, yeah? No, I, I grew up an hour, hour away from Philly, two hours from uh, Pittsburgh, so two, and, two, two and a half. Uh, I grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, in the capital. So wait, you guys learned French? Like that's amazing to me because in Canada, everybody learns French because it's our second language. Right. Well, I went to this selective public school. It was an amazing school. I wish it was around uh, now. Uh, they they kind of did away with it and did some other things in in, uh, in my school district. But um, it was you know you your your parents had to like wait in this awful line to get you in, and they had to apply and. Really, you you really had to do, be really intentional about getting your kids in the school. My mom was like all about it. She she was out there six a.m. waiting in line to get me in the school. Oh wow! And, uh, and both and both of my brothers. And um, the deal was with the school, we were the only school in the district that uh, that had to, to had a well not a dress code, but you had to wear a shirt and tie every day. So from second grade to sixth grade, I wore a shirt and tie every single day. Oh wow! And, okay. Uh, and. Uh, uh, along with that, you had French, Spanish, and um, it, they, they were just very intentional about uh, expanding the classroom. And uh, they were, it was an awesome school. What did awesome you? Was school, it a, awesome was it an all boys school or was it a, was it co-ed? It was co-ed, uh, public school. It was just uh, selective. What was the school called? What was it? it was called Ben Franklin Elementary. Of course, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All my, all my friends at Ben Franklin Elementary are. They're, they're all pretty, uh, they're all doing pretty well. It's, it was a, a really tight-knit group of us, and, uh, man, it, it was uh, definitely some of the best and the brightest of uh, Harrisburg. Okay, so let, let me get to this. So I don't know if you, because uh, this kind of relates to, to public school, um, I don't know if you saw the Billboard Awards uh, over the weekend, but R&B artist Miguel was performing his hit song, Adorn. It was a dope rendition. He was, like, giving it his all. Did you see this, what Miguel did at the Billboard Awards? No, I actually just kind of kind of heard about it on on Twitter. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he did something like jumped off the stage, and I don't know, some girls got crushed. Or, I don't I have no idea what happened really. So I'm watching I'm watching this in like uh, Sunday night, and I'm, and um you know I'm laying in bed, and and so Miguel is towards the end of the song. He's like he's got these like Prince heels on. And he's like this like white suit and he jumps from one from the stage to like this catwalk, like this runway where other artists can perform or some of the um, some of the artists can introduce the next next acts. So he jumps and it's like he jumps over a mosh pit and he doesn't quite have the hops that he thought he did. Like he wasn't quite LeBron James. So when he landed on the catwalk on the other part of the stage, he kicked one girl in the face. And he leg dropped another girl around the around the head, like dude, oh, it was so painful. Like it looked bad. And then both of the girls sort of crumbled next to the stage. And then they were underneath oh. this catwalk, crying. I'm sure their faces were bloodied. Like and then so then like he he finishes the song. Like he gets up and he kind of does this sort of the splits and tries to play it off. Then immediately it goes to commercial break. And I'm like, I say to my girl, I'm like. 
Man, those two girls were concussed for sure. Like one girl mm-hmm. got, and we rewound it probably seven or eight times, and then and then the internet. The internet is so great that like it provided a oh, gift like three or four minutes later, and you can see so. It's it's out there on on the internet. If you have time, you can see Miguel. I'm sure it's on YouTube by now. Like leg oh, dropping yeah. one girl and then fully drop kicking another girl. Oh man, that's so awful. Yeah. So so like I, okay, I wanted to get to this part. Like most guys. We do things to impress women. Like Miguel, I'm yep. sure in his mind was like, well, let me do this cool move to impress the audience and impress girls or whatever. Wasn't the reason you started fighting to impress girls, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, usually everything I, I've ever done to impress a girl ended horribly. Oh, really? And <laughs> it, 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 it's great that you mentioned Miguel because, I mean, gosh, he should have just walked around. Um, but, I want you, know, I, <laughs> you know, I honestly started fighting just because, man, I love to compete. Man, I love to compete. It's just. It's just in me as far back as I can remember. This, as a matter of fact, in my, uh, in my grade school in the Franklin Prep, every day we wore a shirt and tie. We, at, at recess, we would take our ties off and play flag football. Oh, so nice. Tuck it, in, tuck it into your pocket and play football. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, competing is what I love to do. Where, was um, there – sorry, um, sorry to uh, interrupt you there. Sorry, continue. Yeah, it's just, uh, man, I, no matter what it is, really, I, I'll, I'll freaking compete at anything. If you get in, in it's what my, my coach in college, Dave Hart, call him Dangerous Days. You know, <laughs> if, if you give me any, this is one of his favorite quotes, you know, if you give him any time to prepare for something, doesn't matter what it is, he'll win it, you know. And uh, I'm, like, I'm the same way. It, it, no matter what you, I got into like a, a little beef with one of my buddies, uh, this girl's a pro gamer. Her name's uh, uh, Celeste. Uh, she won the King of the Nerds television <laughs> show on TBS. Amazing. And, uh, dude, she's a pro gamer. And I was like, so uh, I, hear, I hear you play Halo. I, that's funny. I play Halo. Um, I'm just, I just want to know if you can hold your own with a real fighter, a professional fighter. So I, I'm, we're, we link up on uh, Xbox Live, and we have, like, a game night, and we have bunch, invited a bunch of fans to come and play with us. And, dude, she is legit. Dude, did she light you up or what? Oh, my goodness, dude. She's legit. Like, she's awesome at the game. Now, part of my brain says, you know you're going to lose. She's a pro gamer. I don't care if you play with some, some friends that are pretty good. She is a pro, and she's a notch above them, right? But in my mind, I'm like, dude, give me a break. You play Halo uh, all the time with your boys. All the time. I can hold on with anybody. I, I played against some of the best in the world uh, online. And, yeah, you can hold your own with anybody. Dude, she smoked me. Smoked me. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, don't lie. Part, like, in the back of your head, part of it was like, how good can this girl be? Video games, that's, that's my wheelhouse. I'm a dude. You know, dude, that's, that's, like, that's like dude porn, video games. How good could this girl be? Don't lie, that was in the back of your mind a little bit. Oh, I mean, that was, that was in the front of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of me doesn't really believe that a girl could be that good at games, as stupid as it sounds. As stupid as it sounds, I'm like, come on, girls don't really play games. But, uh, yeah, she, she, she's hardcore, dude. She was like, we were talking on Xbox Live, and, uh, you know, I get to know her a little bit. She was telling me that she was working a full-time job, and she would still spend 10 to 12 hours a night. Are you kidding? 10 to 12. I said, listen, man, you are something else. <laughs> oh, my gosh. what, Dude, okay, not to be mean to your friend, but if someone is sitting on a couch for 10 to 12 hours a night, she got to be like 300 pounds. Um, I'm glad she's actually not. She's like a little tiny thing. Really? Whoa, she is totally, I mean, not yeah. only is she like unique in that she's a female gamer, but she's also like an outlier for gamers that's put in like 10, 12 hours a night. And all you're doing is just reaching into a bowl of chips while you're lighting up dudes or people from all over the world on friggin' Xbox. That's, yeah. a, that's impressive yeah, exactly. that she's not 300 pounds. I mean, and on top of that, she's a pretty girl. And I'm like, how is it that a pretty girl, tiny, gets stuck behind an Xbox controller for 12 hours a day? 
Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, how did you how did you meet her? Uh, we just we just uh, linked up on uh, on on Twitter and went to Xbox Live and had a, a huge party. And so, have you met her in real life yet? No. no. So you've never even met her in real life. You just have this this like text or like online relationship with this yeah. gamer who's pretty cute and who just lit your ass up in Halo. Killed me. <laughs> left and right, left and right, dude. She's freaking amazing at it. I'm on the phone with Phil Davis, light heavyweight from uh, the UFC. I want to take. I want to go back to something you said. How whenever, when you were in uh, a grade school or when you're in elementary school, or even in high school, most of the things that you did to impress women ended terribly. Give me an example <laughs> of. Give me an example of one of those things, because I want to. I want to share one with you. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I don't know if I, I was actually starting this to necessarily impress her, but uh, I was more or less doing it just to have fun. But, uh, yeah, it ended just as terribly. Just as terribly. What are you, are you talking about? Are you talking about the, the Halo Halo thing? Right. No, give me oh, – oh, Phil, I want a different one. I need a different one. A different one? Yeah, oh, man. man. Give me something more embarrassing. Uh, man. Oh, okay. So my, my first – I was a freshman. My first time going to prom, this girl invited me to the senior prom. Um, what what's a, what high school? What high school? And what was uh, the girl's name? The girl's name was Bethany Reed, and she <laughs> went to Bald Eagle, Bald Eagle Area High School, which is like, it's kind of far away. But neither, neither here nor there. So I had one, I, 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 I was pretty blessed. I had pretty good skin. I, I, you know, a couple temples here and there going through adolescence. Attaboy. I really never had that, like, you know, like horrible, like acne. Right. Right. But, but my, my brother, my brother will have like, you know, acne spells from here and there. And, uh, he started using proactive, right. And it cleared up, cleared up his skin. So I had this one temple, um, the, the week of her senior prom. And I was like, oh goodness, I have a temple, man. I have a, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm going to, I'm going to use my brother's proactive. Dude, I use this proactive, and it, like, blew my face apart. No I, way. It, like, dried out my skin to, like, the, the 12th power. Like, it was unbelievable. I, I, <laughs> so you're, you're, out, you're out there at, at the prom at, the, at Bald Eagle Secondary School, whatever it's called, looking like the thing from Fantastic Four? Like, you, your face exactly. is, like, turned into, like, a chafy rock? Yes. Oh, dude, that's that's a tough look. That's a tough oh, look man. at uh, fourteen or fifteen or however old you were. You said you were a freshman. Yeah, freshman. And how old was she? She was a couple of years older than you. She was a she was a senior or a junior. Uh, she was a senior. She was dude, a senior. Uh, that's a lot of swag like, you had back then, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in the bag. I mean, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she. <laughs> She was, uh, she was always cool people's, and uh, she was just like, man, I'll have a date. Will you go with me? I was like, definitely. Definitely, I'll go with you. Oh, so wait. Oh, man, that's, that's tough because, like, in high school – Everything is magnified by like 100 times. So like, oh, yeah. you know, to you, like the one pimple, you're like, oh, it's the end of the world. And then obviously mm -hmm. when it went, <laughs> when it went awry and your whole face just like it changed, you was like, you, you brought, how did you even leave your house? You're probably like, I can't leave. I can't go. You're probably making it even worse. Just pacing, trying to scrub it off. You're putting cocoa butter on your face. Like oh, aloe, yeah. like all these, like all these, oh, and goodness. you know, black people, we have all these like homemade elixirs for everything, oh, yeah. like from like. Oh, you already know. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> homemade elixirs. <laughs> Dude, don't be giving away all our secrets. Now. I know, right? Don't be my my, all our <laughs> my grandmother used to tell me to drink. She used to tell me to put like aloe the plant. I'm like, grandma, where am I going to get aloe the plant? And then yeah. my grandma would just produce some from her purse, like had a stock oh, of aloe goodness. in her purse, and I would rub it on my forehead and my nose because that's where I would break out. It was my, my grandmother was very crafty and definitely from the old country, had all kinds of little homemade uh, remedies for everything. Yeah, you know what? I thought this the last time, but you and I could po quite possibly be kin. I'm, I'm not even joking. <laughs> 
That that sounds exactly like my grandma. Oh, dude, exactly yeah, exactly like my grandma. I'm sure our experiences mirror each other. You in the U.S. and me in Canada. Except that I'm a lot fatter and less talented than you. Uh, but uh, maybe I'm a better gamer. I don't know. Maybe oh, time will tell if we ever if we ever get to it on the uh, on the uh, control pads. Um, well, no, not not anymore, brother. Not anymore. I, I've already elevated my game. I can't just play with pro gamers and and not take my game to the next level. Oh Can't wow! Okay, it. okay. Well, so that's yeah, good. No. That's good to know. Then I need to get in the gym, so to speak, and step mm-hmm. my step my. Well, I'm a PS3 guy, so I don't. I don't know if I go over to Xbox. I don't know if I'll be. I'll have quite the same success as I do on PS3. But I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, say that um, uh, when I was in grade two, I was trying to impress some girls on the swings, and it was recess, and I was trying to like. Like, go, you know how, like, when you're on the swing, you can get, like, parallel to the ground once you get, like, a big, once you go back and forth like a pendulum, you get a lot of momentum. And then I jumped off the swings trying to show the girls, like, my flight. And I'm this fat, pudgy, I probably weighed 80 pounds at seven. Like, I was just a chubby bastard. (laughs) And don't I just land on, like, in the sand, roll my ankle, start bawling in front of these girls. Like, it was one of the worst days of my life. When when things go bad, I'm right there crying, snot in my mouth, all that sort of thing. That was my that was one of my most embarrassing stories. Wow. Yeah, yeah my, um, my game's not I, I that think, smooth, Phil. I think Phil. at some point, I, I think, I, I think at some point I, I tried to do something on a swing, and a uh, similar, similar story. Uh, um, I always like to... You you were doing it like Superman style, leaning forward, huh? Yeah, like going back and forth, and then just yeah, launched, and I try to launch forward. Yes, yes. Mhm. Yeah, I I tried that once and fell backwards out of the swing, like go go completely parallel and like lay backward, almost like Cirque du Soleil style. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, were you concussed? Was that your first ever concussion? Oh man, I I got a pretty solid head. I've taken some really good, really good licks over the years, and man, I, I'm 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 always in it, dude. I'm when you you said you mentioned two brothers, did you guys used to have like I have I grew up with two brothers as well. Did you guys used to do WrestleMania in the basement, like with the old mattresses, and then just be play fighting for hours? Did you guys used to do that too? Oh yeah, we we did it WrestleMania upstairs. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we we had uh. We, we, I grew up in this three-story house, and uh, the top floor, there was three bedrooms, and that was uh, all of our rooms. And, um, man, we would get going, jumping off of beds, and, you know, just the, the whole deal, just craziness. And it was always over when something, so when someone, something went wrong. It was like you always, you didn't like, it wasn't like a tumble. It was like always your back flat on the ground and <laughs> you get the wind knocked out of you you start crying and before you even could get to your first breath to start crying my mom was like y'all can't stop that <laughs> it was like something it was a big event because you do we were almost like came to the floor or something crazy yeah our our wrestlemanias always ended with a crash like it was mm-hmm. it was somebody's mm-hmm. bed broke and then it was dude the most terrifying sound Ever to like kids when they're playing is the sound of the parents' footsteps charging up the stairs. Because you know, oh, I don't know if yeah. I don't know if your mom was quick on the trigger. My mom was the belt was already in hand or the slippers, and my mom was just <laughs> firing just shots. Wham, wham, and everybody was getting them. And then like it was the reason you know my brothers became so much more athletic because they were just dodging blows from my mom from that belt, like jumping on like we we're doing Spider-Man in the room because because we want to avoid the pain of getting whipped from my from my mom and then and then pops when when pops came it was no joke that was like oh it was like it was the, a rap oh was it ever it was a rap and by the rap we would get wrapped by his knuckles <laughs> like it was yeah it, that was a tough one did you did what did when mom was charging up the stairs did is that when uh did any did you ever try to hide uh uh you just took it Mm-hmm. Oh, you're dude. You're a braver man than I. Yeah, we. In that way, we we were, we were we were we were pretty good. Like my mom would come for whooping, and we'd just sit there trembling, just sit there trembling. And, uh, man, you are you have courage, dude. I mean, obviously yeah. you have courage because of the the career that you've chosen. But man, that's that's courage from a young age. 
if you're just going to stand there just with a look on your face and just take whatever punishment is, is about to be handed to you. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, you, my the, mom was never the, the, the charge up the steps mom. She was always the sneak up the stairs mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 just, and, and, and just open the door and then <laughs> and just catch you red-handed, you know, doing whatever you're doing, jumping off the, the freaking bunk beds. Who knows? Who knows? We used to do all types of craziness, man. Dude, one, one thing my mom... See, my mom became more diabolical as we got older because, you know, when you're like 13 or 14, you're like pretty big and your parents can't really discipline you physically like they could when you're a 7 or 8. And I'm on the phone with Phil Davis from the UFC. I don't know if your mom did this one, but this is like the height of my mom's diabolical scheming. When she wanted to punish us, I grew up in the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era, my mom yep. would take the power cord for the oh, Super Nintendo. No. She would put it in her purse and take it to work. So some oh. parents would take the controllers, but then you can borrow a controller from a buddy. Or she would try yep. to hide the games, yep. but you could still go play with a buddy. But she took the AC adapter that plugged into oh, the wall, goodness. son. You, you know, the, the kids nowadays, like, the, you know, most, most of the game systems use like a, a pretty pretty standard, uh, you know, you can use the use your laptop cord. Oh, yeah, uh, pretty there's, much, yeah. There's just a, yeah, there's a bunch of different cords you can use now. Um, in those days, in those days, it was one cord, one cord. Yeah, that's it, man, that's it. And, yeah, <laughs> and you, couldn't, it. you couldn't go to, like, your printer, or maybe if you had a computer, you couldn't take the AC adapter from the computer or the mm -hmm. printer. No, it was it was a different uh, outlet in the back, different mechanism, and it had yep. and it said Nintendo yep. on it or Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. It was only specific for that machine. So once that was gone, oh, it was it was a wrap. Uh, you mentioned okay, you mentioned the prom, and I just saw the story the other day. Dwayne Wade of the Miami Heat surprised a fan. She'd reached out to him at a book signing. Uh, and say, hey, Dwayne, would you come to my prom? Like, ask him about coming to her prom. And then she hit him up on Twitter a bunch of times. And then he granted her wish. So he showed up to her prom and made her night and made her year. And um, and it was it was a nice touching story. It was cool to see, like, someone who's that famous do something like that. What do you remember from when you went to your proms? I know you told us a story earlier about going to Bethany Reed's prom and you had broken out right. in a couple of a couple of pimples. But once you were a junior or a senior, what do you remember from your prom? Oh, man. Um, I didn't even, to tell you the truth, I didn't even want to go to my prom. I didn't. What do you mean? Uh, what, is that? what do you mean you don't want to go to your prom? You don't want to be around, like, hot girls dancing and... And going to an after party and getting drunk? Uh, well, it, well, my school we we did things different. We, I, I, I it was a, I went to a public high school, city school, and it we we did the prom um, and the after prom in the same spot, and uh, it really was you know the parents, uh, not the parents, but the teachers and principals. Uh, you know, kept a kept a good eye on it, so it wasn't too too crazy. No, no craziness going on. Uh, but wow. I just, I just, I don't know. It just, I didn't like formals. I still, I still kind of don't like formals, but I'll do them occasionally. Um, Phil, are you saying, I, are you, are you really saying that you didn't have a date to the prom? Be real with me. No, 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 no. I had a date. <laughs> Did you go I in did, your junior yeah. year and senior year or just senior year? I just went senior year. And so the so the after prom was at the same place. So you guys didn't go to like a hotel or some rich kid's house for the after like the after party. No, no. You go to you go to prom, and uh, man, what happened? Oh, you go to prom, and then uh, you do the whole deal, and you know, dancing, and you know, everybody's dressed up to the nines. Then you come back in a couple hours, and then you have the after prom, and uh, everybody's dressed down, and. Yeah, my, my high school was all, all thugged out. Like, my high school was pretty gangster, man. My high school was pretty gangster, man. Out there um, in, in Harrisburg, PA? I'm telling you. Come on, I'm man. Telling you, man. <laughs> you better ask about it. You uh, better ask about it. <laughs> dude, it's not it's not South Philadelphia. You know, it's it's Harrisburg. It's not even, jeez, uh, I don't even know any other towns in, in Pennsylvania. I know Erie, Pennsylvania, and I know nah, man, Pittsburgh. Nah, 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 nah. 
You, well, yeah, it's better that you haven't heard of Harrisburg. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, man, my high school was hood, man. But uh, it was it was cool. The after prom I enjoyed a little bit more. Nice. It was, uh, man, I still remember exactly what I wore, too. What did you wear? I had a, here's what I wore. I had a, um, I bought this throwback jersey. Come on! Cause stop yeah, right there. Yeah, Phil, yeah. stop right there. Stop yep. right there. I'm trying to tell you. Come come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell the story. Tell the story. Please don't tell. If it goes where I think it's going to go, pl- I hope it doesn't go that way. But please tell me the story. Yep. It was a, it was a throwback jersey. Come on, uh, Phil. Mitchell, it was a Michelin Ness, and I had the hat to match. Come on, Phil. telling you, man. Um, Wait, this is for the prom or the after prom? After prom. After oh, prom, after prom. okay. I thought this was for the prom prom. <laughs> like the formal. <laughs> for after prom. Oh, because I was going to say, you probably ended up on a blog. Remember those blogs you would see with like, and it's always black kids with like the most, <laughs> the most creative, like hood um, outfits, like for prom where it's like, it's like white on white on white. And then it might be like, there might be like a, uh, like an OKC Thunder logo on it or something. Like the uh-huh. outfits were just so creative and colorful. Like it really just, it shows our exuberance as a people. But then it's really like you're shaking your head as you're clicking down, looking at these images of these hairstyles and these young, these young brothers going to prom and whatnot. Hey, if you go through those websites, you would eventually, you will, you will come across somebody from Harrisburg. Harrisburg High School. I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I uh, believe it. So, but, uh, no, it was, uh, yeah, I have, a, I have the, my, my throwback jersey with, with the matching hat. Who was, who was, the, who was the, uh, the athlete? Who did you rock? Do you remember? Uh-uh. I, I do remember it was like a, it was a Negro League baseball team. Nice. Uh, Shout and, out to Josh was, Gibson or Satchel Page. I cannot remember who it was. Cannot for life for me. Cannot remember. Right. I bet you it's still hanging in the closet in, in, my, in, my, in my mom's house. I bet you it is, man. You can, you can, you you have to pull that out on like. I don't even know where you can wear jerseys any unless you go to a baseball game. I think, I think being at the arena or the stadium or the rink. I think that's the only acceptable place for grown men to wear jerseys, unless it's a, it's a fantasy draft. You can wear indoors, but outdoors, like you can't really go to the mall in a jersey unless you're going to the mall and you're on the way to the game or you're on your way back from the game. I don't think it's socially yeah. acceptable anymore. Uh, apparently, you don't know Harrisburg, PA. <laughs> apparently, you're right. Apparently. <laughs> Just Steeler jerseys. I, I will, and uh, I will gladly host you. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go. To, to, I'll, to, uh, to, come to, come to, to come to the Harrisburg East Mall. And, and, and we we will just sit and watch, just people watch. Oh, just I bet it would be amazing. Watch. It would be amazing. Yeah, man, it's it's cool though. Like it's it's not like it's it's, it's I don't know. It's hard to explain really, but you will you will find some jerseys in in Harrisburg. I can't no wait doubt. to see it. So okay, so I'm on the phone, Phil. Where in the world are you right now, Phil? I am in Saint <coughs> Saint Diego. I just well, actually, I'm not in San Diego yet. Uh, I just, I was just leaving um, uh, Phil Beach. Uh, I had to uh, wait. It's called Phil Seal. Beach, like your name, Phil. Seal, Seal Beach. Oh, Seal. Sorry, Seal Beach. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Seal Beach, Los Angeles. Um, had to stop up there and uh, grab some new clothes from uh, of the Affliction Warehouse up there, the Affliction Store. Um, yeah, man, those guys take awesome care of me and. Uh, uh, they just uh, wanted to grab some some stuff for uh, for uh, Las Vegas this weekend. I'm going to support my man uh, Kane Velasquez, also Team Affliction. That's your uh, dude, huh, Kane Velasquez? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. did you become friends with Kane Velasquez? Um, well, I, we trained together. Oh, well, you do really? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to train together. Um, when I was uh, when I well, I used to I used to do a lot a lot more up at AKA. And uh, I used to get up there for, you know, a couple months at a time and uh, train with their team and uh, just, you know, improve my skills. And, uh, man, training with that dude and Daniel Cormier, Luke Rockhold, um, uh, King Mo, uh, man, you know, I'm, I'm blanking out. You know what the problem is? 
uh, AKA has too many studs, dude. I, I can seriously not name them all. What is uh, what does AKA sound for? Sorry, stand for. And where is it? You said you've trained up there for a couple of months, but where where is up there? Right, it's in Northern California. It's in uh, San Jose, California. It stands for American Kickboxing Academy. Um, man, they they have a, a, just a, a room full of studs. And don't get me wrong, my gym uh, that I train at in uh, San Diego, uh, we also got a bunch of studs. But uh, they they just between between those two, uh, my gym and, and and AKA between the lines and AKA, I mean you're you're you. <laughs> It's a it's a grind. You 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 find the best of the best. I'm sure in those kind of situations, it's just a bunch of like alpha dogs walking around, and like, and whether they're strutting or everybody's got swag or whatnot, just like that's got to be like probably the most competitive environment. It's training at gyms where everybody either believes they're the best or walks around like they're the best. Or and, and could probably kick a, a regular person's ass in about four and a half seconds. Yeah, yourself included. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I when I first started going to AKA, I was I was a pretty much a regular dude. <laughs> I was pretty much a regular dude. I was I was out here trying to learn learn what I'm doing. And now you have an so, eleven. Uh, now you have an eleven one record, and the one loss was a no contest. Is that that's correct? Yeah. Uh, no, I have a eleven and one record and eleven and one one. So I have one loss and to uh, one Rashad Evans and also a no contest against Wagner Prado. What did you do to Prado to get the no contest? Uh, that was um, UFC on Fox Seven. I, I uh, accidentally poked him in the eye. Oh right, yes, yeah, I do remember that. I yeah. do remember that. Little uh, little unfortunate event. I mean. It was one of those things, man. I was so excited to get back in the cage after losing to Rashad Evans. And I, I say it all the time when people ask me about it. Like, I, you know, when before a fight, I, I never like to script a fight. You know, if a guy wants to go to the ground, we'll go to the ground. If a guy wants to stand, we'll stand. You know, if I need to wrestle, I'll wrestle. But you never want to go in saying, I'm only going to do this. I'm only going to do that. Because then you put yourself in a box. And you, you make things difficult for yourself. But when I ran through how this fight was going to go in my head and every possible outcome and how this could happen, how that happened, I never imagined it was even a possibility that I could poke him in the eye and the fight could end. It was just not something I even – I didn't know that could happen. And within – Within a short period of time, there's a couple more eye pokes. I was like, "Oh well, apparently this isn't isn't too uncommon." But man, I man, I felt horrible after that. Yeah, I think it wasn't it in your card. Was it UFC 160 or 159? Was the last one that you did? 159. UFC 159. Yeah, wasn't it your card that had, or was it the last one that had like, I think two or three eye pokes? Like it was, it was yeah. a, it was a, an, it was a high amount of eye po- uh, eye pokes for one card. It just seemed like. Every other fight, like someone was getting poked, and it's all accidental. I mean, the gloves are the way they are, but like guys are just getting jammed up. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it was that uh, my card. Um, who got poked in the eye? I think um, I think Miller got poked in the eye, and uh, I think uh, also. Uh, uh, da, 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 uh, I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember. Yes, Michael Bisping. Yeah, yeah, he fought. Uh, oh, dude. oh goodness! Like I, certain things. Like I'm, I'm pretty tough. I can handle it. When someone's bleeding from their eye socket, dude, I I can't handle it. Oh yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, that's I gross. Can't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Jones uh, broke his toe. Uh, man, like I saw it, I was like, oh man, that's horrible. And then uh, shortly after the the main event was over, I'm backstage and uh, waiting for the press conference. And John walks back, and my mom's there. She's like, hell, I want to take a picture with John Jones. I'm like, okay, I'll get him, mom. So I walk over, to John. Hey, what's going on, Johnny? Um, got to get you to take a picture of my mom. But he was like, yeah, well, you know, no worse. And I looked down at his toe. Whew, worst thing I could have ever done. Oh, man. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. Dude, yeah. it, it was so crazy. Like, when Joe Rogan is interviewing him in the ring, and, like, that moment, and the camera just looks down, and it's like, why is there blood on this guy's toe? And, like, it was, it was like, I, I guess the bone had 
you know, come through the skin or something. We're just like, it's so yeah. weird. And then that moment yeah. when John Jones realized he looks it down in his foot and you can see it sort of wash over him. Like he started to get like woozy and like, oh man, this guy might fall off yeah. this, yeah. fall off this chair. It was pretty gruesome. I, I imagine it looks, it looked more gruesome up close. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, I, I, when I was fighting Tim Bosch, uh, uh, I don't even know how long ago that was, but um, early on in the UFC, well, my, in my UFC career, I, I fought Tim Boach, and uh, I was throwing some kicks at him, and um, I threw a leg kick, and he checked it, and I threw some punches, and I went straight back to the leg kick, and he checked it again, and my shin exploded. No way. And from that, yeah, man, my shin exploded, and and like I, to me, like things. Like, blood, people don't understand. Blood is really just, uh, you know, a superficial injury. Anytime you see, usually, usually when you see blood, it, you know, you got a pretty super, superficial injury, and it's, you know, it's not so bad. And I, I mean, I, I was ready to keep going, you know. And I ended up, you know, wrestling him and taking him down and scoring a submission. But um, afterwards, uh, the ref, I mean, not the ref, the doctor was stitching it up. And uh, he's cleaning it out, and when he, he cleaned it out, he opened up the skin to see how deep it was, see how many stitches it needed to fill. Dude, he, oh, man, it was awful. Ooh. It was down to the bone. Ooh. Down to the bone. And, uh, oh. how, how many stitches did you require? I want to say like 32. Whole, dude, that's, that's a huge gash, man. That's got, that's yeah. got some length to it. It, it, was, uh, it. it was probably like two, maybe three inches long. And oh, okay. uh, it was, uh, it was really deep though. It was the thing. Oh. He put some, he put some stitches inside and then he put some, uh, some stitches outside. And this particular doctor ha- happened to be a plastic surgery. I mean, a ha- plastic surgeon. So he, uh, he really took his time and, and did a, a great job on it. Oh, man, and, you... um, yeah, you, I mean, it was just, he did an awesome job on it. It uh, healed up real nicely for me. Well, you got um, you got lucky. I mean, that, I mean that's 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 a great uh, that's a fortunate uh, set of circumstances that you ended up with mm-hmm. the right doctor that you know that was careful and and uh, you know it's like a his craft was uh, was making things beautiful again. And I guess he did so with your your calf muscles because girls will notice your calf muscles, dude. No, your your yeah. no no not your calf, your shin muscle, right? Yeah, yeah. I told the guy. I, I said to him, I said. Uh, Hey, you know, maybe maybe we should do a few less stitches and uh, <laughs> it'll turn into a scar that'll have a great story to tell. Yes. And he looked up at me and gave me the stupidest look. I was like, oh, you know what? Second thought, you can just do it. Do, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> On the phone with Phil Davis from the UFC Light Heavyweight. That story was from uh, UFC 123 back in November of 2010. You carry the moniker... Mr. Wonderful, uh, which is awesome. And uh, for those who don't know you, Mr. Wonderful was your cat. Now, the first time you and I spoke, we we spoke about your cat. And um, if you and someone stole your cat, uh, wh- was it when you were at school? Yes, I was. Uh, I was away traveling with my wrestling team. And so, and someone stole your cat, and you never did either find your cat or you never found the person that stole. The cat, did you? No, I didn't, man. It, I, it, it, the best way I can explain it is when, when you're in college and you live in one of those college towns, um, anything that isn't bolted down <laughs> and, and, half of the stuff, and half of the stuff that is bolted down is going to get stolen at some point. <laughs> That's awesome. So, unfortunately, Mr. One, okay, well, I have a solution for you, Phil. Um, I'm sure you've heard of this story because it made international news, but, uh, Justin Bieber's monkey, uh, he left the monkey in Germany. It's with German officials or authorities. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's called, pronounced a capuchin monkey, uh, whose name is Molly, uh, is in Germany. Uh, he, Bieber had until, uh, Monday to claim it. He didn't claim the monkey. So if you, if the UFC is doing a card, overseas that you're a part of you can go claim the monkey and you can change it from molly to mr wonderful or mr wonderful or mr fantastic or mr whatever but there's a solution you can have a a new pet courtesy of justin bieber it's only going to cost you seven grand you know what though dude like um 
crazy as this sounds, that that is also kind of scary because you know Justin Justin Bieber, man, he he's doing things. You know, you know how y'all Canadians are. He's doing things. He's, he's singing for rappers. You know what I mean? I got that Justin Bieber. Please believe me. I, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this. That man. That man. I don't, I don't want to get into a fight over over the man's monkey. You yeah, know? yeah it, no, 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 but he, he left the monkey, though. The, the monkey is available, Phil. You guys will not beef about the monkey, and Justin's believers will not come after you if you go to Germany and, and get the monkey and save it from the German. Like, it's probably going to get sent to the zoo, but I'm saying you can. I'm sure the, the window might be closing, but you can get yourself a new Mr. Wonderful, courtesy of Justin Bieber, if that interests you. No pressure. No pressure. Um, yeah, man. You know, it, you know, the, the, the rap game and, and the music game. It's it's so crazy. I, I, just, <laughs> I was uh, I was at a friend's house and we were hanging out and he put on uh, some one of the music channels, you know. And um, I didn't know this, but Ray J has this song out called "I Had It First. Right. I do know that song. Yes. Right. And I was like, man, <clears throat> that's kind of deep. <laughs> that's bold, deep, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. He, he's he's screaming for attention, and there's no way that Kanye will answer him uh, and his his dumbass track. I I got it first because as Jay Z says, you never beef down, you only beef up, and there's I don't think there's any way Kanye responds to I got there first. Have you ever seen Have you seen the the Ray J tape, Ray J Kardashian tape? Um, no, but I I uh, I have seen uh, pictures. It's gonna it's gonna make you insecure. I've seen the tape and it's like Ray J, uh, like it's like it's all it's all it's like like you watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like Ray that's J's real. Oh, that's oh, me! Shout out to Khaleesi. See that last episode where she where she got, got out the bath. I know, right? Those dragons are the most gangster uh, weapon in ever. In, in, ever on TV. Hey, hey, if Khaleesi lead them dragons over in, in Germany, I'm grabbing them. I'm grabbing them. <laughs> you, know how, you know how the show in uh, in season three, there was like one or two episodes where there are no nudity? It made up for it last week when she got out of the bath. Mm. Did you see it or you haven't seen, have you seen last week's just, episode yet? Dude, I, I just caught up on my Game of Thrones, uh, was that yesterday or the day before? Yeah. And uh, man, I was like, oh, snaps. Yeah, like a, a lot of gangster stuff is going down right now. Oh, the, that this, boy Joffrey, that boy Joffrey is crazy. Yeah, they that can't. Boy Joffrey crazy, man. They they can't kill him though. They can, to me like because he's so despicable. You have to have a villain like him live for some reason because he's like everybody yeah. wants him to die, but you gotta keep you gotta keep him alive just for the drama. When I, you know, and this is one of those times where you have to stop and say, like I I, I don't know what that what his name is the actor. Um, but he is—he is a an awesome actor, dude. Awesome, because I, I really somehow, as stupid as it sounds, I really believe it. So, he, so do really, I, actually. It's so, it's so convincing. He's really a jerk in my mind. I'm like, dog, you—you're a jerk. You're a jerk. Yeah, you're a jerk. I know. He's a jerk, man. You're—you're just—you're just doing that. Uh, I don't know. You say you, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. What was the What was the name of that What was the name of that group that did that song? Oh man. I can't Dude, remember. I, I don't even know. It was 2 years ago. I yeah, I think uh geez, I'm just looking him up on. It's Joffrey Baratheon. I'm just looking up the uh the actor's name like actor. You're right. He is so convincing that he might get typecast or if people see him in the street, they're going to be like either spit on him or want to fight him because <laughs> His name is Jack Gleason because he's so convincing as Joffrey so Baratheon, convincing. who's like the, so the, the greatest villain in the history of TV villains. You know, it, it, it's one of those things. Like, some, sometimes people play a bad guy. Um, and, it's, and, you know, they do a good job or whatever. This guy sells me. He sells me a personality. I was like, man, you—he's something else, man. I, that that guy's something else. He—he he really does an awesome job on that show. He does. I'm gonna—I'm gonna. I'm gonna awesome job. I'm gonna get you out of here on this one, Phil. To borrow a line from the legendary Tony Kornheiser, um, music artists pride themselves on being fashion forward. Some are trendsetters like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, who in the early '90s they ushered in an era of flannel shirts 
and long hair. In the late 80s, NWA made Raiders jackets and Raiders ball caps popular among teens. Jay-Z, earlier in, in like the mid-2000s, early 2000s, single-handedly killed the throwback jersey business, like you wore a throwback jersey at your prom, yeah. by uttering the line, I don't wear jerseys, I'm 30-plus, give me a crisp pair of jeans and some button-ups from the song What More Can I Say? These days, Kanye West has been wearing a leather kilt, and Justin Bieber, as we mentioned before, and his monkey wears MC Hammer pants. Phil Davis, you proudly rock pink shorts. Do you believe that pink shorts will catch on amongst other fighters? Um, you know what? I actually, uh, I was uh, I was looking through uh, uh, one of my friends' like Twitter pictures, you know, and they were at a fight, uh, a small show, a local show, and this cat was fighting in pink spandex. Oh, there you go. True story. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, man, like, I, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to say he's bite my style. I mean, I, to me, like, it's, it's more of a, a honor to share it with you than to say, you know, it's mine. Don't touch it. Um, so it, it was like, nah, that's, that's, that's kind of dope. Okay, well, so there, right. there it is. The, the ripple effect. It's, it has begun. Mm-hmm. One, one fighter yeah. with uh, pink shorts. How did you arrive at having, uh, wearing pink shorts? Uh, you know, it, it it was uh as soon as I got in the USC, my my thing is always to have American Cancer Society and pink ribbon on my on my shorts and banner. Oh, okay. Uh, that's just my that's just my uh, my passion. That's just one of the things I care about. And uh, so, um, having said that, um, my manager told me early on, hey, um, if you're going to stick with the spandex, it's you're gonna you know right now you're you're okay because you don't have that many sponsors for you, you know, you're, you're working your way up. He said, but later on, you know, uh, you know, your shorts are kind of limiting, you know, how much real estate you have. And um, I, I told him, I was like, man, you know, I, I, I can't sacrifice uh, my shorts because, uh, <laughs> number one, I'm a, I'm a wrestler, and spandex is what I'm comfortable in. It's just... And it's like that with a lot of wrestlers. It's just shorts. Just they don't suit me. I don't. I don't wear them in practice. I don't wear. I won't wear them in a fight. It just doesn't suit me. Um. So I was like, you know, and he said, all right, you know, it, you know, if, if that's what you're comfortable in, Phil, that's what we'll do. You know, can we make them longer? And I was like, eh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it became a, a little bit of a crunch. Uh to get some sponsors on and um and then you know it was we were having this conversation about it uh with my management company and and uh, a couple other people and i think my publicist asked me she's like well why don't we just make your shorts pink and you know keep put some more sponsors on and i was like okay sure and then she's like i'm serious I'm like, whatever I, you know if any i'll try it i'll do it and <laughs> and my manager was like uh what if you? I don't know if you want really want to do that, but whatever. If you really want to do it, we'll do it. And uh, I, I did it for uh, the first time, uh, my second fight in the UFC. And uh, after I did, it became one of those things I, I couldn't couldn't go back to. You know, you, you just don't go back from pink. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it takes yeah. a real man to wear pink. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was uh, it was cool, and um, nothing about it felt like uncomfortable, insecure. I mean, the, the, the first time I got them and, uh, my, my, uh, I, you know, so here's what happens. My, my manager, Bob Cook gives me like a day before weigh-ins. He he brings me a package with my shorts, my walkout tees and my banner. And I open up and I'm like, all right, here go my hats. Here go my walkout tees. Here's my banner. The banner looks good. I look at the shorts and I was like, man, I forgot I agreed to this. Um, <laughs> and now you're, you're all the way in. Like, you got to be fully committed because it's the day before the fight, right? Mm-hmm. Well, funny thing is, we are all the way in uh, in Abu Dhabi. Oh, boy. my second fight. We're in Abu Dhabi. If I like the shorts or hated the shorts, that's it. That's yeah. it. We're in Abu Dhabi. You walking out with them shorts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
You're walking out with them shorts on. So uh, uh, I tried them on, and I was like, eh, a little bit, a little bit smaller than the last pair, but you know, uh, I, I'll rock them. And I did, and man, it was just uh, it, maybe, maybe it was also the uh, the way the fight went down. I ended up getting a, a first round submission. Nice over my my buddy Alexander Gustafson, and and uh, you know, maybe if I would have if I would have lost that fight, I don't know if I'd be wearing pink. I probably I definitely still have pink ribbon on my on my shorts and banner, but it was just such an awesome experience being there, getting a good win, and over a good guy, and it uh, and that's uh, history, as they say. Well, uh, we'll keep counting the wins because they come every time you step in the ring, and it's been awesome watching you. Uh, the last time in UFC 159, you punched Vinny Magalesh's face off. Your striking game was like was as accurate as your friend in uh, Halo. Uh, who's who's your gamer friend again? Her name is. Uh, I started to say Ariane Celeste. It's not Ariane Celeste. <laughs> Celeste Anderson. Oh boy, that's Celeste Anderson. Okay, can we just get a, as a quick aside, Ariana Celeste? Like, mm-hmm. uh, are you friends with her? Uh, I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're cool people. Can you, wait, 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 wait. We're cool peoples. I'm, I'm trying to read between the line there. Lines. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no lines. I mean, like when I see her, you know, I say, what's up? How you doing? Good, good, cool. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have her phone number. I don't call her or anything. But, uh, yeah, she's, she's always super nice to me. And, uh, I mean, we're cool. Dude, she's like an 11 out of 10. I mean, unless unless her attitude sucks, then she her rating would drop. But just based on appearance, she's like an eleven out of ten. Is she cool in real life? Yeah, she's cool. Well, then she will remain an eleven out of ten. I imagine yeah, she must. She, she's 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 kind of quiet. Hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because like quiet people when they crack a joke, it's like twice as funny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I I didn't even know you had that coming. <laughs> so she's uh, yeah, she's super cool. And when and when hot girls crack jokes, it's like an added bonus because you don't think they're going to be that funny. So when they crack jokes, like, oh okay, yeah, nice, a nice little surprise. Um, yeah. UFC one fifty nine. It was it was impressive watching you. Um, I, I hopefully uh, Vinny has reattached his face. Uh, but more than that, um, as far as uh, interviews go and personalities go, the face of the UFC should have yours on it because you are the best. It was, it was, you're the, the funniest, the most fun, uh, our conversation, dude, we were talking about play fighting and getting beat by our parents, high school prom, like all this ridiculous stuff. And it was as cool as just two friends talking in someone's living room. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, man. It's, uh, you know, when I, when I get somebody to ask, uh, ask me good questions, it, it makes it so easy. We just, just like you said, we're just, we're just chopping it up, man. This is me every day. Every day of the week. I appreciate that. Oh, last thing, as I gotta say, as far as uh, as far as your pink shorts go, Phil, like the 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 people that um, that you say your your manager's name is Bob Cole or Bob Hart or something. Uh, uh it's uh, Crazy Bob Cook and uh, D Wayne Zinkin. <laughs> Crazy Bob Cook. Listen, yeah. you guys, you guys gotta holler at the Victoria's Secrets camp. Like, if you had Victoria's Secret, like, on the front part of your shorts, right over where your cup is, you just get it in black font, that Victoria's Secret font, either put it on, well, it'd be doper if it was right on the front part of your, uh, part of your shorts. Like, I know Victoria's Secret, and this is where it lies. Man, you, you, you are, you are something else. Let me make a couple phone calls. Well, listen, Phil, I'm just, I'm just a creeper. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Phil, Mr. Wonderful. That's Phil Davis from the UFC at, uh, on Twitter. Again, it's Phil, Mr. Wonderful, MR, Wonderful, all one word. Are you on Instagram also? I am. What's, uh, uh what, right, what? Right, right now I have a, 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 a somebody, some, uh, some bonehead is trying to steal my, steal my swag, man. He stole Phil Mr. Wonderful. On Twitter, it's at Phil Mr. Wonderful. And uh, I was going to get the same tag, and someone stole it. They're squatting on your friggin' name. That's, that... And he, 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 like, copied my Twitter picture and my whole Twitter profile. Are you serious? Um, uh, that's... Yeah, man. <sighs> it, 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 it's so aggravating, but at the same time, I'm like, it's kind of humbling and interesting to know that somebody would take the time out of their precious day to 
So, but no, no, to do that, that guy's a loser. That guy is a friggin' loser. I'll say it. You're too nice to say it because you're a great guy. But that guy's a loser. And if this guy hears that, then give Phil Davis his friggin' Instagram name. You squatter. You freak. Get out of your mom's basement and go do something. Right now, it's uh, it's it's uh, Phil MRW. Uh, Phil MRW, and uh, pretty soon uh, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get that shut down, and I'm gonna take over Phil Mister Wonderful. As you so, should. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody, stay tuned. Phil MR Phil Mister Wonderful is going to be uh, taking over shortly on Twitter. Can we last thing? Can we look for when can is your next fight? Is is there a date or or is there an opponent? Uh, no, no. Right now we are just uh, waiting and watching. Okay. Well, well. Good luck to you, sir. Good luck with training. Please don't get injured. And uh, the next time I see you, will hopefully be in the ring just damaging some other dude. Cool. Hey, uh, real quick, can I, I just want to say thanks to my sponsors, Affliction, um, Wild Wings, Lug Shoes, um, Oak Grove Technology, and uh, Microtech. They keep me fresh. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. 